tonight, I won't do much recap. I'm just going to continue on the gifts of the Spirit, which all of us need to know and need to begin to operate in. These gifts are not for decoration. These gifts are meant to bring profit to the kingdom of God and then to our lives because our lives are meant to bring profiting to the kingdom of God. God is a wise businessman. He doesn't invest where there's no ROI. So your life is supposed to bring an ROI, return on investment to the kingdom of God. Amen? And without these gifts, how do you bring profit in? Let's go to our text. Second Corinthians, First Corinthians, pardon me, chapter 12, verse 1 all the way to 11. I've titled this, Now Concerning Spiritual Gifts. I took the title verbatim from this chapter. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. And I'll tell you many people are ignorant of these gifts. And if you don't know it, you can ask God for it. And you can benefit from it. And you can be a blessing to other people. So ignorance, largely in the body of Christ, is doing a disservice. Now listen, not one person will have all the nine gifts. The gifts are nine, but we can have all the nine gifts in our church. All of them. So it is the spirit that distributes to everyone what he wants to distribute. In the capacity to which he wants to use you. Yours is to covet earnestly this gift. Lord, I want this gift in my life. Then the Holy Ghost looks at the church, zooms at the heart of everyone, knows the assignment for everyone. Because everyone has an assignment. You're not just here to waste time. You're not within this time frame of life to waste time. You are here for a purpose. That's your assignment. Your purpose is your assignment. And unless you are empowered to carry out that assignment, you can't do it. You don't even know it. You won't even discover it. Do you know how many people have come to this world and they've gone without even discovering their purpose? That's the greatest tragedy. So, as we pray as a corporate body, Lord, we want the manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit. Then the Holy Spirit distributes to every man severally as he will. To one, he gives the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge. To another, the gift of faith. To another, the sending of spirits. To another, the gift of prophecy. To another one, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. And then he gives them the gifts of miracles, the gifts of healings, the working of miracles. He gives, he gives, and he gives. Sometimes you find these gifts, two of them working together at the same time in a person. So whichever works in you is for your profiting. That is for you to bring profit to the kingdom of God, not money, not money now. To bring a blessing to the body of Christ. Look, can you imagine when a worship service in the church... And the gift of prophecy is in operation in our midst. And at the close of the worship, or maybe the word of wisdom, or maybe the word of knowledge, somebody gets up, comes to the altar, signals to the MC or the worship leader, and they hand them the microphone because we are going to be doing that. Can I have an amen? And gives a word. It will bless the church. How many of you noticed that that happened last Sunday? When were you MC? Last Sunday, second service. Did you know that you gave a word of, wisdom, a word of knowledge? Yeah, you did. And that blessed me right here. And that ministered to me. She was MC. And at the close of the worship, took the mic and instead of the usual, I just want to open the service, everybody shout praise the Lord. She gave a word. And it was a word of knowledge. And I was in my office before I came for that worship, talking to the Lord about certain things for the second service. And you spoke, and it was a confirmation in my heart. 
I want more of that to happen. You don't know sometimes who comes to the service and that's their last service. In their mind, they want to leave that service and go and commit suicide. And boom, the word of knowledge comes. There's someone here, I don't know what it is, and it meets them. A young man had told me before he wanted to commit suicide. He already had gone somewhere to get himself drowned, but then he came to church and then he heard the word and changed his mind. We need these gifts in operation. Maybe someone has a terminal disease or terminal sickness, something that, you know, the doctors have said, no solution. And the gifts of healings is in operation. Come on. He brings an answer. Whatever is called a terminal disease then becomes terminated because of the gift of the spirit that is in operation. Amen. Now, who is that? Now, let's read. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, from verse 1 all the way to 9, to 11, rather. Now, brethren, concerning spiritual gifts, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give to you, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. I'd like you to say that after me. Say there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God that works all in all. Now verse 7 says, but the manifestation of the Spirit. Now this phrase is very important to this study. He didn't say, but the manifestation of the gifts. Because I would have expected that he would say that the manifestation of the gifts, because he's talking about the gifts, but rather he said the manifestation of the spirit. It means every time you see each of these gifts in operation or in manifestation, it is actually the Holy Spirit manifesting. So they are not natural gifts. We have natural gifts. Amen. For some of you, you can sing. Some of you can draw. You have, you have, some of you, you just have eye for aesthetics, eye for details. Some of you, you are great listeners. Some of you, you're, you're, you're musically inclined, etc., etc. We have natural gifts. But none of that qualifies for this gift of the Spirit. Because each of the gifts of the Holy Ghost is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So it goes beyond the natural. It goes beyond the normal. When this gift, any of them, goes into operation, it is not you. It is the Holy Ghost manifesting. Amen? For instance, the gift of faith, which we are talking about, which I'm going to get there very soon, <laughs> when it's in operation, the person operating that gift, whatever he says will come to pass. I'll get there. Now, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. Now, what does this mean? To profit, not just for you to profit, but to bring profit to the kingdom of God. Like I said earlier, imagine one of us is sick or is having a terminal issue and another is operating one of these gifts. And the person gets up in the service and rebukes that sickness and rebukes the devil that is trying to steal that brother or that sister from us and says, you are not going anywhere. You live and you will not die. And off that goes. Is that not a blessing to the church? Should anything be happening in our church without our consent? Without our knowledge? Do you think the devil really should come into our church and steal a soul without any of us being able to pick that in the realm of the spirit? Do you think something bad should be about to happen in our local assembly and there is a corporate anointing 
and the devil is able to sneak into our family, this family, and is able to do havoc, wreck havoc, without somebody picking that up in the realm of the spirit. Then we don't have a church. We have a club. The church is spiritual. So the devil shouldn't have access to this family without somebody picking it up and saying, no, 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 Satan, no. No, you don't do that. Like I rebuke him in my house. He doesn't like to come to my house and he will never like to come. This is my house. And the Lord Jesus is the head of this house. It's not your house, Satan. So you can't budge into my house. No, you can't. And that's the mentality we all should carry. We are too civilian many times. You see symptoms in your body, you are gentle with it. And it begins to degenerate and degenerate and degenerate and degenerate until they say it's terminal. Then you are calling for prayer. From the point of the symptom, get rough with Satan. Can I have an amen to that? Have zero tolerance. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. And there is no way you bring profit to the kingdom of God that the kingdom won't bring profit to your life. I'm not asking you to be money oriented. But God will bless you even with things that money cannot buy. Amen? Let's go on now. Verse 8. Now it began to talk about the gift, nine of them. And I'd like you to notice the language that, the, that Paul the Apostle used here. He said, for to one is given by the Spirit, that is by the Holy Spirit, the word of wisdom. Which means not every believer operates the word of wisdom. He said, for to one is given the word of wisdom by the Spirit. Now, in the same vein, he said, to another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. So, he knows what he's doing. The Holy Ghost knows what he's doing, Amen. He knows the one to give the word of wisdom. He knows the one to give the word of knowledge. And there are times that both word of wisdom and word of knowledge are operating together in one person. But not every believer operates it. So, now look at the distribution. To another word of knowledge by the same spirit. To another faith, which is what we are studying now. I'll get there very quickly. I have some things to say there. This faith is not general faith. Because some people say, eh, you see now, you see, Pastor Fred, the Bible said to another faith by the same spirit. So, well, don't blame me that I don't have faith. Because it's not my gift. Nah. <laughs> Every believer has faith. Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. I say to you, through the grace that is given me, to every man that is among you, not to think too highly of himself, but to think soberly, According as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. God has dealt to every man. Now, that letter was written to believers. Every believer has the measure of faith. Can I have an amen to that? So, what faith is he now talking about here? And he says, to another faith. Which means not everyone has this faith. This particular one. In Romans 12, 3, Paul, the same Paul wrote by the Holy Ghost that every believer has the measure of faith. But here, he's saying, mm, to one, this one, to one, another one, to another one, faith. This must be a special faith. And it is special. And that's what we are studying tonight. To another, way, to another, one, to another faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healings by the same spirit. To another. Now, I thought, when you say the gift of healing, what do you mean? Every believer should be able to do healing now. Was that not what we are told in Mark 16, 17? And this, in my name, they shall cast out devils and they shall speak in new tongues. And if they drink any deadly thing, shall not by any means hurt them. And they shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. Mark 16, 17. They shall recover. So is that not healing? But how come here he's talking about the gifts of healings? Every believer should be able to lay hands on the sick and they recover. But there is another called 
the gifts of healings. We will get there in this series of the power gifts. They are called the power gifts. Faith, working of miracles, and then gifts of healings. And I want them in manifestation in our lives. Amen? You can imagine how rich our church will be spiritually if we have all these gifts in manifestation. The nine of them. <laughs> in every service. My God, my God, my God. This building will not be enough to contain people. Because what they will be seeing, especially when you have the working of miracles and the gift of faith, the two of them always constantly in operation, the gift of prophecy, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, oh my God. Nigerians, when they hear prophecy, prophet, ah, they, they run there. That's why there are many fake prophets out there. People, in fact, people sometimes confuse the gift of prophecy with the office of those are two different things. We'll get there. I will do another study. Apart from when I'm done with the spiritual gifts, I'll talk about the offices. Today in Nigeria, every young man is an apostle. Every young man. You start the church, you become an apostle. Have they followed the signs? Paul outlined the, the signs of an apostle that must accompany the office of, of an apostle. The fact that you are preaching to thousands does not make you an apostle. What about an evangelist? How many Nigerians are evangelists? It's reserved for people like Renard Bonke. Because when you go anywhere, you say, I'm evangelist. Those are the broke guys, evangelists. But when you say, apostle, or prophet, or senior prophet, ah, most reverend apostle, the most holy eh, bishopric evangelist. No. What? What is all the title without the gifts? Was all the English without anything that backs it up? People go to church, they are sick. They go from church sick and they go home to die. What kind of church do we have? If anybody is sick, where should they go to if it's not the house of the Lord? COVID came and the general overseer said, no, no, don't come to church. Oh, all the churches are shut down because the government said so. The, some of the, the pastors themselves were afraid. In fact, I saw the ad of a church, a big church in Lagos. When the government had lifted the ban, the church did an ad and they said, if I still have the ad on my phone, I saved it. Excuse me, sir. If people are not well and they don't get help in the presence of the Lord, where should they get help? Oh, no, you know, the same anointing in the building will go through the camera and through the airwaves and hit them at home. The anointing you don't believe is in your church. One general overseer says, I don't want my people to be dying. No, I don't want them to be dying. So you believe when they come to church, your church becomes an abattoir. They will just be dying. You know why? Yeah, they will die because the presence of the Lord is not in that church. Many churches have turned political. They are campaigning for what's in the mandate of the kingdom. Look. Whoever becomes Nigerian president will never be for life. What has that got to do with your eternal destiny? Your eternal purpose in God? The day you give your life to Christ, did you give it to Christ and to Nigeria? We have not woken up. I'm not saying we shouldn't be interested in the affairs of the nation, but not at the detriment of the souls. People come to church, they don't know Christ. They need him badly. You are telling them it's going to buy cars for them. It's going to build houses for them. And, and, and their soul is eternally damned. Lord have mercy. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healings by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, descending of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Those are the nine gifts. All these worketh that one and the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. What does that mean? The Holy Ghost distributes to every person as he wills. So the Holy Spirit has a will. You have a will. Your, your soul is divided into three compartments. Your mind, your will, your emotions. You have a will, very strong will. Some of us have a strong will. The will to live, the will to survive. The will to do what is right, and some the will to do what is wrong, in spite of knowing the truth, all right? 
But the Holy Ghost has a will too. And don't think you can bend his will. by your. You don't know how strong your will is until it clashes with the will of God. When you want to take up a job and the Holy Spirit said, that's not my will for you. Ah, no, it has to be your will, sir. <laughs> you don't know the salary. <laughs> you don't know, sir. Sir, say it again. You don't know the salary. Ah, it's not the Holy Spirit that's talking to me. It's someone else. He said, that's not my will for you. Or you want to marry somebody and say, that's not my will for you. Ah, no, that one, no, nah, you can't go there. Holy Spirit, you can control every other thing. But this one, no, no, no. I love him. He loves me. And that's it. Only to discover two years down the line that um, what is called khaki is not the same as leather. <laughs> Tonight we're talking about the gift of faith. Now, the, the nine gifts are divided into three. You remember? Three of them say something. Three of them do something. Three of them reveal something. Reveal. Weeks ago. And I want everybody to get all this series. Get the series. Do it. Make it your own personal Bible study. Put it in your archive. Listen again and again. And those of you that have the opportunity to teach, practice them and teach them also. Let it multiply. Let the knowledge go viral. First of all, be great in these things. As I'm talking now, even tonight, some are watching online, some are listening via MixLR, some are here, and what I'm saying is they are hearing it for the first time. So the first thing to do is our ignorance. Let's kick ignorance out of the way. Let's know the truth. John 8, 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth you know will make you free. Amen? We need to know. What gifts reveal something? One, the word of wisdom. Two, the word of knowledge. Three, descending of spirits. We've dealt with them. And the most important of, that, of those three is the word of wisdom. Because it, it's, an, it's a divine impartation of the purpose and the mind of God. Holy Ghost brings it to you. You know what God is about to do. Word of wisdom. Word of knowledge reveals, it's also a divine impartation about what is happening or what has happened that God wants to bring to your knowledge. It's done by the Holy Ghost. Discerning of spirit. The word discern is to be able to see. Discerning of spirit is very narrow. It only sees into the realm of the spirit. By discerning of the spirit, you can discern when an evil spirit is in the person. You can discern when an evil spirit is in the building. You can discern when you go to a wrong place that you're not supposed to be and there's a wrong spirit in charge of that place and you take charge over that spirit and bind that spirit while you are there and do what you have to do and then get out. Amen. By discerning of spirit. And I think every lady should possess this one. Because men chase after you. Some men want to use you for rituals. If you're able to discern, you will discern. You will see into that spirit. Guys also should possess this because some ladies come to your life to crush you. You're a man of God. You are full of talent and gifts. And you're anointed heavily. If you don't take care, Miss Delilah is somewhere around the corner. Ask Brother Samson, had he been able to discern discerning of spirits, which is different from discernment. I don't have time tonight to do that. The gift that says something. We have the gift of prophecy. We have diverse kinds of tongues. And then we have interpretation. They say something. Then the third one, the gift that do something. Because that's what I want to do tonight. One, the gift of special faith. Two, working of miracles. Three, the gifts, plural, of healings. I said last week, and I'll quickly say this again, there are four kinds of faith which we must understand. If you don't know the kinds of faith, you will juggle them up and try to use every kind of faith together and you will miss it. There are different kinds of prayer. We pray every prayer with, every, with the same protocol and that's why we don't get results. Study each type of prayer. Some scholars have said there are four. Some have said there are five. Some have even said there are twelve. Study the different kinds of prayer. Study the rules of engagement of each type of prayer. Pray it that way. Follow it that way. You will get results. It's like sports. You don't use the rules of football to play basketball. Basketball is played with the hands. Football is, play, is played with the foot or the feet, as the case may be. Badminton comes with a different uh, set of rules, rules of engagement. It's not the same as table tennis. Even though table tennis and lawn tennis bear the last name tennis, they are different. 
in their operation. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what the Bible says. There are diversities of operations. When we talk about faith, I'll run through very four kinds of faith. Number one, saving faith. Saving faith is the one that brings us to Christ. Ephesians 2, 8. It is by grace that you are saved and, through, and that through faith. That, not by your works, not of yourselves, it is the gift, the gift of God. All right? How does that come? It comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Romans 10, 17. When you preach the word of God, like we're going to do tomorrow in Oketunu, when you preach, no, on Saturday rather, when you preach the word of God, people hear, faith comes, and they become born again. That's saving faith. Number two is what I call general faith. I, talk, I talked about that earlier. Romans 12, 3. The Bible says, Paul the apostle said, every man has been given the measure of faith. The moment you're a believer, you already have the measure of faith that you need. Stop praying, Lord, increase my faith. Give me more faith. I prophesy faith into you. I prophesy life into you. I prophesy faith. You don't prophesy faith into anybody. You don't prophesy faith into anybody. You can't give faith. Amen? As we all sit down and study the word of God together, study individually, commune with God, this faith is ever increasing. The general faith. You will grow exceedingly in faith. Number three is the fruit of faith. And that's found in Galatians 5.22. Talking about the fruit of the Spirit, one of them is faith. Actually, in the original Greek manuscript, the word translated faith there is the word faithfulness. What it does is to help to develop your character. Your character. Not just the gift. Some are gifted, they have no character. And if you lack strength of character, it will crush you. That's why there are many anointed vessels, but they lack character. They lack character. They don't know how to respect other people. They don't know how to honor their parents. They don't know how to respect the rule of law. They are so heavily anointed. But when you stay with them behind the pulpit, you'll know the kind of people they are. And at the end of the day, that which they refuse to deal with crashes them. So what the Holy Ghost does is that he gives us the fruit of the Spirit, nine of them also, to develop our character. And then he gives us the gift of the Spirit to make us a blessing. Are you getting what I'm saying tonight? So the third type of faith is one of them. The fruit of faith. And number four, which is what we're dealing with, is called the gift of special faith. The gift of special faith. This is different. This one is a supernatural impartation. It's a supernatural endowment by the Spirit. Whereby that which is uttered or desired by man or spoken by God shall eventually come to pass. I love this gift. Let me say it again. The gift of faith is a supernatural endowment by the Holy Spirit, whereby that which is uttered, that is spoken, or desired. Sometimes, you know, you don't even say certain things. You just desire them. And God sees, and God responds. Woo! <laughs> Amen! Anybody got that kind of blessing before? You desired something, you had not even prayed about it, and yet it came. Glory to God. One person, two people, yeah, three, four, five, amen, six. Glory to God. You, you just desired it. The gift of faith is a supernatural endowment by the Holy Spirit, whereby that which is uttered or desired by man or spoken by God shall eventually come to pass. I'd like you to note the word eventually. The gift of faith, many, many times, is a process. It sets a process in motion. When a person is operating the gift of faith, you might not get what you desire immediately. But that gift sets the process for the manifestation of that thing in motion. Amen. It's different from the working of miracles. Even though they belong to the same category. I say this very quickly. The working of miracles is more of an action. It does something. It works, like the name says, working of miracles. It works in miracles. Uh, sorry, it works in miracles, rather. The gift of faith doesn't work in miracle. As powerful as it is, it receives a miracle. So if you like to receive anything from God that is huge and big, you better get in, get in line with the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you what? I wrote something down about this gift. It blesses my heart. I wrote, the gift of faith is distinguished from the other kinds of faith in that with this special faith, 
there is a manifestation of the evidence of the supernatural. One can supernaturally and against all odds believe God for a miracle. Hey! Against all odds! When all the odds are against you, when everybody tells you that thing, forget it. It can be done. It cannot be done. Forget it, man. And you stand there and you say, in my case, it is going to be done. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That law is going to be reversed for me. Do you know the faith of one person can make the government of a nation reverse the law? I'll show you in the Bible tonight. Just you. Just you. I've seen this gift in operation in my life, even right from my secondary school when I didn't know much. I've, 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 I can recall a lot of my utterances back then, and I look very weird to my friends. And over time, they've come to pass. Over time. Even when there were no symptoms or signs that those things would ever come to pass. I just had that conviction. It just came on me. So I carry that mentality till today. I'm different too. I'm different. If I enter that place, they say, nobody, everybody's turned down. There's only one slot and there are 1,000 people. I'm that one person they will give. I'm the one they are just waiting for. The day I went to the American embassy, one man had been boasting outside at the embassy. Oh, how he had been to several countries in Europe. He had taken people, he usually would take people to travel. You know, take them abroad. Maybe like 20 people will follow him. So he would get visa for everybody, get for himself, get for everybody. He said, these white people, I don't have any respect for them. No, 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 no. I talk to them anyhow. And they give me visa. And if you look at the stature of that man, huge. Tall man, huge. His suit was a coat. If you give it to me, it will swallow my body. Big man. See, eh? Some people have mouth, oh. Some people have, some people know people, oh. He was the number one person. When we got into the hall, Lagos Embassy, um, U.S. Embassy in Lagos, it's like a church. The, 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 back then, I don't know what it is now, 2013, the sitting arrangement was such that as all of you are seated here, that's the way all the applicants will be seated. And the cubicles are here. From that end to this end, different cubicles where they interview people. But you're not entering any cubicle. You'll come there and stand, like standing in front of the judgment seat of Christ. So, they have glass, and they will speak with the aid of microphone. There's a speaker overhead, so you will hear from the speaker. When you speak back to them, they will hear from the glass. So, no secret. I didn't like that. If I even want to quickly say, no, 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 no. You can't say that to the consular. I said, what kind of embassy is this? I've been to the German embassy before. That one, you will enter a room. So, only you and the person. So, I've not touched my wife before. We're just friends. We're just little hair. You know, secret. But this one, no secret. That first of all wanted to finish me. I said, for where? Today, here. We live here. We don't die here. We live here. We sat down. That man was number 001. So, sir, why are you going to the United States of America? Well, in his very arrogant self. Well, I just want to go there and uh, just, just spend some time. I don't have time. I'm busy. Just want to go there and spend some time. Just want to go on vacation. So, sir, come on, you know, with his arrogant self, the young lady that refused him was a very small girl. Excuse me, sir, I'm sorry, but you do not meet the requirements for obtaining a non-immigrant visa right now. When your circumstances change in the future, you may please reapply. The man, the man looked at him. He said, what do you mean? He said, next person, window one. While the man was still there. His suit shook like there was an earthquake. And I was on my seat. I was looking at him. I was particularly interested in that man's case. The moment they refused him, the scripture that came to my head, is says, how are the mighty fallen? All of the people we brought to the embassy, all the ladies, one by one, they refused them. All of them. I said, hey, chinek. Lord, me, I've not even been anywhere. That one, I've been everywhere. They continue to refuse. They continue to refuse. Continue to refuse. Continue to refuse. Then one guy, he had beard. He had beard. Then they give that guy. Even wore shorts. Chinos shorts and sneakers. Ah, this one's not even dressed properly. 
He doesn't even dress like a born again Christian. I said, Lord, if they gave this guy, they must give me a... The guy before me, number 30, I think I was 34, number 33, when he got to the consular, the officer, said, who are you? Da, 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 why are you going? The guy said, I'm the, I'm the personal assistant to the accountant general of the federation, of the whole federation. Not Lagos, federation. I said, okay, have you ever tra- traveled outside Niger? said, yes, I've been to several countries. So he took his passport. He said, okay, are you asking? I can see you've been to South Africa. What did you go to do in South Africa? He said, I, I went for a conference. I went for a conference. He dressed in native and then his Abiti Aja cap. He said, okay, um, who, who organized the conference, please? He said, Ipsa. The man said, what's Ipsa? As if that just infuriated the man. He just got angry. What's Ipsa? He said, oh, I'm sorry. It's the international. Before he finished international. He said, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not giving you this visa. Next time you reply. Next person. The guy shook like this. He was the one before me. Aye! And I've been looking. Lord, which window will I go? Which window will I go? Which window? <laughs> I wanted to go to the woman that gave that guy that wore shorts. I've been calculating. Lord, let my number. If my number pops, I'm not getting up. Oh. Guess what happened? The lady shot now. Aye! It remained only this guy. That just refused somebody. And he had been refusing people. But I had gone to the convenience. Not to weep. But to talk to God. Lord, we didn't come here to fail. Mm-mm, mm-mm. We didn't come here to fail. As I got up, my number popped up on that man's cubicle. Got up with my document. I said, Holy Spirit, it's your time. There's a spirit of boldness that came upon me. The guy was asking questions. I was giving. If I greeted him first, hello, good morning. He didn't answer. I said, now you sabi. He was typing on the computer. Brr, brr, brr. Then he looked up. Hello, good morning. I said, hey, Oshia, Jeannie. How you doing? I did do pass myself. I said, how you doing? He didn't answer. <laughs> that one, he did not answer. He just went straight to the interview. Don't, don't get family. Don't get too familiar with me. What, what, are, you, what are you feeling like? He said, why are you going to the United States of America? Where am I going? Ah, that going. He get why, yo. So I told him, za, za, za. then question and answer question, back and forth, back and forth. He got to a point, I answered him. He said, why are you, why is it you that the pastor in America is inviting when you're not the senior pastor, you're not the head pastor of the church? I had my premeditated answer. But remember I told the Holy Spirit that as I opened my mouth, anything I yan, now you yan am. Now, I'm not going with my brain, just, just talk. So what I, and can he make mistakes? Let me tell you the question. So, I've told you the question. My premeditated answer was, if they ever asked me such a question, I would say it was our senior pastor in Ibado, Nigeria, who instructed the pastor in Atlanta, Georgia, to invite me because I was senior pastor. And he knows I would be a blessing to that church. If I had said that, they would have refused me. Because that means the pastor didn't probably want to invite you. It was your senior pastor that mandated him to invite you for what? Doesn't he have the liberty to choose whoever wants to be his guest minister? God saved me. I didn't know what to say. I had counseled that one in my mind. As I opened my mind, you know what came out? Because of the anointing of God upon my life. <laughs> it sounded foolish. Because of the anointing of God upon my life. Now, let me tell you how, why it sounded foolish. If they ask you, are you married? You say Yes. They could say, can I see any documentary evidence? You bring out your marriage certificate. Psh. You have kids? Oh, yes. Any documentary evidence? You can bring out birth certificate of your children. Psh. You have money? Yeah. Any documentary evidence? You can bring out your bank statement. Psh. You have property? Yes. Any documentary evidence? Title deed. You're anointed. Any documentary evidence? Is there any certificate you get for being anointed? So, the moment I said that thing, I, I didn't say it, I nyaned it. I said, because of the anointing of God upon my life, I heard the devil say, eh, hey! Want to get attention? <laughs> you think this is a comedy show? You said, because of the anointing of God, uh, you better beg him, you better, in split seconds, the devil was saying many words, in split seconds, you better beg him, you better apologize, you better say you're sorry. The Holy Ghost was there strengthening me. How many of you know that the Holy Spirit is a standby? And is a strengthener. He doesn't leave you. He strengthened me. 
At that point, I was holding my bag. I just put my bag on his windowsill. I put it down. I, so my hands were free. I put my hand on my waist. I said, Zh. so now the guy stood up from his computer. Very tall guy. And me too. Very tall spiritually. He looked through the glass and repeated what I said verbatim. He said, you mean he's inviting you to the United States of America because of the anointing of God upon your life? I put my hands on my waist. I said, yes. He looked at me like this. And all of a sudden, his face dissolved. I saw him transfigure from looking stern into being dissolved into a warm smile. He said, so are you married? I said, yeah. <laughs> I now gave him TMI. You know TMI? Too much information. He only asked me, oh, are you married? I said, yes, I'm married. Okay, now, he asked me another question. You have any kids? So that's when I gave him TMI. I said, yes, I have a two-year-old son, and my wife is five months pregnant. He didn't ask for that, but I gave it to him. He said, oh, and guess what? The Holy Ghost was in action. All of these things. When I said my wife was four, five months pregnant, he said, oh, no, four months pregnant. He said, oh, nice. So when is your wife due? I didn't hear what he said, and I didn't smile. A typical Nigerian will not hear what an Oyibo man says, but they will laugh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, not me. I told him, sorry, I, I didn't hear what you said. He said, oh, I'm sorry. Then he adjusted his microphone. I said, you better be sorry, man. In my mind, though, he adjusted the mic. He said, uh, um, I said, when is your wife due? I said, well, um, end of May, stroke um, the second week in June. You know, usually it's two weeks before the EDD or two weeks after the EDD. Before he changed his mind, I said, EDD means expected date of delivery. As I said, he just said, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. He said, so how long are you going to be away for in the United States? I said, two weeks. I said, two weeks? Come on, pick up your visa on, on Friday on the VI. Yeah. Eh? Where them? <laughs> Who them be? You're, I carried my, my document. Eh, Oluwao, on my way out. Security man called me as I rebuked the devil in the name of Jesus. Any, any evil spirit that is calling me from my father's house. So my son, father, die! What are you still waiting for? Fire! I was walking to the door very fast. You know, you know when you increase your speed? He said, excuse me, sir. I said, never. Not be me you the call. Not be me. The, uh, how can village people follow me here? No, surely goodness and message follow me. As I held the handle of the door. He said, excuse me, sir, you are the one I'm calling. I turned back. He said, he gave it the wrong form. Go and give it back to him. The wrong form. When I looked at it, it was refuser form. Secretary! <laughs> I ran back to the guy. I, I as I brought it out, and he saw it, it was a blue form. Is it the white form? Blue for refuser. Oh, blues. I said, no. My son is a, is a Chelsea fan. <laughs> when I showed it to him, he said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I said, ah, in my mind, you better be oh. Eh? I gave it to him under the glass. Then he looked for the white. He looked for the white form. He was ready to just be refusing. But no time. He spent time with me. The Holy Ghost arrested him. The gift of faith receives a miracle. I received that miracle against all odds. If you know how many pastors had advised me to go to Ghana by road, get some stamp. Go to Togo, Kotonu by road. Let them stamp your passport. Go to uh, uh, South Africa or go to Malaysia. Don't go somewhere so that you build travel history. I say, if I have the money to go all over, all over the place, I'll just sit down in my house. So I went with what they call virgin passport. No visa, not even a stamp. Nobody even signed on it. But guess what? God's ways are past finding out. I got my two-year multiple entry visa to the United States. As the guy gave me the right form, I stormed out of the embassy. I was singing, do, 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 organedo, organedo. The gift of faith has the ability, listen to me, against all odds to believe God to receive a miracle.
it receives. It doesn't work a miracle. That's why sometimes it can be slow. It may appear slow because it sets a process in motion. But never you terminate, never you abort your gift of faith. How can we abort it? By your negative confession. You have prayed. You have believed you received. Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Whatever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. And then after the service, oh, where are now? Oh, man, I don't know. That is, I don't know whether they will give me or not. Oh, eh, you just killed it. The gift of faith will stand. Three years is still standing. Five years is still standing. Twenty, ten years, depending on what you are asking God for. But you know the beauty of it. Sometimes it works with the working of miracles. Working of miracles, that one helps to speed it up. Because that one is an action. Zap! And then it's done. You look at the ministry of Charles and Francis Hunter. They grew legs. No time to say, I pray for you. Over time. In the next 10 years, the leg will grow. Mm. Now. It has to grow now. That's the gift of walking of miracles. That one walks a miracle. The gift of faith does not walk a miracle. It receives a miracle. I wanted to show you manifestations tonight. I'll, let me just show you one because of time. But I'm, Okay, I think I showed you this already last week. Number one manifestation is that the gift of faith... It can be for supernatural blessing. I explained this last week. You remember the patriarch Jacob. Actually, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did it. They blessed their children. It was through the operation of the gift of faith in them. It took time for those blessings to come to pass. It didn't come to pass immediately. But it set a process in motion. When Jacob looked at his 12 children in Genesis 49, in Genesis 48, he blessed Ephraim and Manasseh. He crossed his hand, putting his right hand of blessing on Ephraim, the younger brother, left on Manasseh, the elder brother, therefore making the elder brother the younger and the younger the elder. When Joseph saw that their father, he was unhappy. Why would you put the right hand on my younger son? Not so, my father. He said, no, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But he too shall be great. After that chapter, I mean, I don't like the he too blessing. I want my original blessing, the real McCoy. Chapter 49, he called his 12 sons. They stood before the judgment seat of Jacob. And he began to pronounce the blessing. For some of them, someone like Reuben, it turned out to be a curse. Reuben, thou art my firstborn. The beginning, of, the beginning of my strength and my might. The beginning of strength, the excellency of dignity, the excellency of power. Reuben was feeling cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the firstborn. <laughs> Come on, bring it on, bring it on. Because the, the firstborn has blessings. I think about 24 blessings of the firstborn. That was what Reuben missed. You know why he missed it? Because of sex. Sex is very sweet. Oh, very sweet. <laughs> He's sweet. He's sweet. Wait, wait. But the things that he can bring... <laughs> mm. He had sex with the wrong woman. He had sex with his father's concubine, Bilha. On the day the father was supposed to release through the operation of the gift of faith, the blessing of the firstborn on him, which would have made him the topmost tribe in Israel till today. Till today. That day turned out to be a day of curse for him. The father said, Unstable as water. Reuben shook. Unstable again. Thou! The eyes of Jacob were dim at this time. He leaned on the staff, the patriarch of Israel. He said, Thou! He looked through his piercing eyes to Reuben. Thou shalt not excel. The blessing makes is the empowerment of God to make a man excel, prosper, do well, rise, fly. So when he said, thou shalt not excel, he turned on the curse. Why? He said, because thou wentest up to thy father's bed, then thou defiled it. It made him realized that he knew about his sin. And he waited for 40 years for his son to come and repent and ask for forgiveness, but he never did. 
Don't ever harbor sins, secret sins in your life that you have not repented of. Don't. Don't. It will cut you short of your blessing. I don't care who is preaching hyper grace to you. Even they, they are sweating. It's like they, it's only they can't tell you. Don't harbor secret sins, unrepented sins in your life. It will find you out. This judgment seat of Jacob is a type and a shadow of the judgment seat of Christ. Where every man will accept the reward of what he has done in the body. The Bible says, whether good or bad. When he spoke to him like that, he said, you went up to my bed. Reuben could not argue. Then I believe, it was not written verbatim in the Bible, but I believe Jacob looked away from Reuben and looked at the other sons and told them, he went up to my couch. He can't be looking at him, right? And be saying, he went up. He faced him and said, you went to your father's bed. You defiled it. Then he looked at the brothers to report to them. He went up to my couch. Your father's couch is not where you go to. There's nothing the Yorubas will say that belongs to the father and the son that does not have a boundary. My wife is my wife. It's not my son's wife. Are you getting what I'm saying, son? So you get your level. <laughs> there are things we don't share. One of my cousins, when he calls me sometimes, he says, how is our wife? I say, your wife is in your house. I so much hate that language in Yoruba. My wife is my wife, not our wife. I didn't marry a community wife. And I'm not a community husband. We are one-on-one. -on -one. Amen? If you want to marry, go and marry your own wife. I hate that greeting. How is my wife? It's not good. How is your wife is in your house. Why are you asking me as your wife? Did they tell you I'm, I'm, I'm dating your wife? This was done through the operation of the gift of faith. Jacob released the blessing, the prophetic blessing on all of them. The ones that he spoke well of or well to, it turned out to them. Till today, it's happening in the 12 tribes of Israel as Jacob said it. As you go home, take this with you. When any man is operating the gift of faith, please be careful around them. Because that utterance will come to pass. It might not come in one year, two years, five years, but it will eventually. Okay? And you might be the one operating the gift. Please be careful what you say about your life. If you curse yourself, it will happen. No? Many Christians have cut short their own lives. Anybody can die at any time. Anybody can die. Anybody. I don't care. I, I don't say no. I don't say as I did no. I've been dead today now. No, not saying. Eh. The devil say, oh, well, I've been waiting for that. I've had people say careless statements. Two young men that I knew, we worked together many years ago. They are dead now. The two of them said the same thing. At different locations. Anybody can die at any time. I've never read that in my Bible before. I've read Deuteronomy 34 verse 7. Moses was 120 years when he died. His eyes were not dim, neither was his nature exacerbated. I've read Genesis 6:3. I will not always strive with man, for that he is flesh, and the number of his days shall be 120. I've read Psalm 91, verse 16. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. I've read Isaiah 46, verse 4. I have made you and I will bear you. I will carry you to poor hairs, to hairs white with age. You should be talking the scriptures. Amen. You can receive long life. Receive it. Receive it. Be careful who you listen to. I'll mention this second one. I can't explain it because of time. I'll take it off from there next week. The gift of faith for personal protection. Personal protection. Daniel chapter 6. Write it down. Verses 16, 17, then 19 to 23. I'll just paraphrase it and I'll stop it here. <clears throat> Glory be to God. Let me paraphrase it. Because there's one scripture I want us to go home with tonight. You know that account of how Daniel was thrown into the 
den of lions. The king Darius favored Daniel. There were 120, uh, uh, 120 princes <coughs> over the provinces. Then there were three presidents who were over the 120 princes. And Daniel was the first among the three presidents. Naturally, there will be envy. Daniel was brought from exile. He was on exile. He was imported. He was not a citizen of that town. He was not a citizen of that country. Yet, they made him number one of three presidents. So, the other two definitely will be envying him. Who is this guy? Why would, why would the king make him? And the king loved him. Daniel had a prayer life. They looked for how to catch Daniel. There was no way. He was not dating anybody's wife. He didn't have any extramarital affair. He didn't have any girlfriends. He was not stealing money from the office. How can we catch him? He doesn't drink beer. How do we catch him now? So say like woman now, forgive her one babe. We'll snap the picture. That was how they caught something. But they could not catch Daniel that way. They said the only way you can catch him is through the worship of his God. So they entered the king. They said, king, for the next 30 days, you know you're a mighty king. Over 120 princes and provinces. Uh-uh. Oh, God, let's at least for one month, let's worship you. Let nobody ask anything from any, any God or man anywhere but you. So if anybody wants to ask for money, they should come to you. Instead of their God, they'll come to you. And the king did not suspect. He said, oh, okay, 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 okay. They massaged his ego. He didn't know it was because of Daniel. So he signed the thing. And the thing that the king signs, according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, cannot be changed. So they were waiting for Daniel. Daniel came back from work. Hello, everybody. He knew the decree. He opened his window towards Jerusalem. He knelt down. He knew the decree that anyone that violates that decree will be thrown into the den of lions. Listen, this is not the den of Rottweilers. Those of you that have dogs, one Rottweiler is bad enough. If it gets angry, it will take about six of you to handle it, if you can. In some countries, some, some particular breeds of dogs have been banned. I heard of one that actually killed a policeman overseas. The policeman shot him. The dog didn't die. He was charging at the policeman. He was running towards him. So he thought, this guy has gone crazy. So he shot the dog. The dog did not die. The dog still killed the man before he now died. Some of them are. Some of them, when they, when they hold a thief's leg like this, you will have to get the dog and the thief to the veterinary clinic before the thief can be unlocked. When a bulldog holds you, you are held. It, it can hold an object for a long time and it will still be breathing. You know why? God made the nose of the bulldog like this. Ah, God is perfect. If a bulldog had a pointed nose, he wouldn't do that. But the nose is already flat. So <laughs> you enjoy the pain. I have these neighbors before my house. Daniel and Lemme, these friends. <laughs> One day I stood in my, my children called me. They said, Daddy, come and see the dogs. So I, I came to my son, no, my daughter's room. So we're looking at the dogs. We're looking at their compound like this. The dogs is like they are wearing camo. That's the skin color. The skin color alone tells you something. Their head is fat. Then the body is slim. Then the tail is very small. I said, ah, Chire, don't play with this one. So. I told one of my friends, I said, anybody that his life wants to finish, that is, he has been looking for destruction. He can't find it. He should just enter my neighbor's house without telling them, without their invitation, just try to go and steal from their compound. Just enter. Those dogs don't bark. They rarely bark. Sometimes they cry. They rarely bark. So you might not even know there's a dog there. Just enter the compound. Say, let me, let me, let me go and pluck some. Let me steal something. Two of them. And then they show up. Terrible. Can you now imagine a lion? That the Bible testifies is the strongest among beasts. And does not turn away from any. Proverbs 30, verses 29 to 30. There will be three things that go well. Yea, four are comely in going. This is the meaning of comely in going. Comely. It's King James English. Then go the pose. Then go the denge, denge, then go the pose. Then go the waka kuru. You don't know that song? Ah, you were still small that time. 
This is how a lion walks. A lion doesn't walk like a broke guy. No! Doesn't like to rush. A lion walks with dignity. Say, I like you. Come. I don't even like to run around. Come, come. That's food for me. Come. They don't like, I don't like to run. They don't like to stress themselves. All day, a lion is sleeping. In the night, he gets up for hunting. When a lion roars in Mokola, we will hear here. It's loud. It paralyzes some animals. They captured Daniel while he was praying. They took his picture. King, we told you this man will disobey you. He was praying to his God. This is the picture. Documentary evidence. The king felt bad because he loved Daniel. But he could not change the decree. Well, I'm sorry, my friend Daniel. Can you imagine on that night, that lonely evening, that lonely night, as they captured Daniel and they were taking him to the lion's den, there was a designated place for lions. Daniel knew because he was in power. He knew where those lions were. So he knew where they were taking him. They opened the gate, the gate of death. They threw him in. Can you imagine Daniel falling into the den? And then they sealed it with a big stone. They rolled the big stone. In case he wants to run out, he can't run out. The, the other presidents and the princes, they looked at one another. Good for him. They pray, 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 pray. Nonsense. Now we can steal from the kingdom. We can even overthrow the king's cell. <laughs> a toast to this. Pop, 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 pop. Pop, pop something. They pop champagne that night. Oh, the party. They parted. Oh, Lord, have mercy, mercy, mercy. Ah. Daniel didn't pray. The Bible doesn't give us a record that he began, Lord, I confess in the mighty name of Jesus. No, he didn't. There was no name of Jesus that time. He strolled into the lion's den. He had this calmness about him. And he got in there. But the king said to him, Your God whom you serve, Day and night, may he deliver you. I'm sure Daniel said amen. He walked in. Early in the morning the next day, the king came to the mouth of the den. Daniel! Oh, Daniel! Servant of the living God! Has your God, was your God whom you serve day and night able to deliver you? And there was a voice from the den of lions. Nobody has ever heard a voice from that den before. All of the people they threw there before, they were, they were eating. Never had any man had the voice. I will preach a message soon. The voice from the den. I got that in my place of meditation today. The voice from the den. Nobody had, before that time, nobody ever had a, a voice from the den. Samson didn't go to the den of lions. He only met a lion on the road and killed it. Daniel went to the den. Only God knows how many lions were there. He went there and he slept. The lions were roaming about. I said, welcome, welcome, brother Daniel. Welcome, welcome. Me, I'm very soft. My tummy is soft. Will you like to use my tummy as your pillow? He said, yeah, come, lie down. <laughs> and he was teaching them Bible stories. <laughs> Early in the morning. Live forever, O king! And that king is still living. Because Daniel said, live forever. Because as long as we read the Bible, we are reading about that king. That's the gift of faith in operation. My God, whom I serve, has delivered me. He sent his angels and they overpowered the lions that they could not hurt me. I've, had, I've got no fault before him and I have no fault before you too. The king was so happy. Ah! My friend is alive! My friend is alive! And yes, sir, run away the stone. Get Daniel out. Then they got him out. Nobody had ever gone to the lion's den and came back to town to tell the story. One lion is brown. The other one is blue. I even saw one there. It's black. His name is Blackie. <laughs> Isn't that brown one? Very friendly. <laughs> eh? Will you let, let's go on a discussion. Eh, sir? Why did he sleep and wake up? 
Do you know he never prayed for anything? The gift of faith in him received a miracle. What was the miracle? Supernatural protection. In the midst of the chaos around, you, if the gift is in operation in you, you will have such calmness around you that while everybody that ah, they're around, oh, they're getting, calm down. Calm down. It's supernatural. When Germany was bombing, no, was being bombed, was it Germany? No, Israel. By the enemy nations one time. I read the story of a woman. Everybody was running to the bunkers, running to the shelter. She said she just read. She saw in the Bible, Psalm 121, he that keepeth Israel, neither slumbers nor sleeps. So if he's not slumbering and he's not sleeping, I should be slumbering and sleeping. The two of us can't be staying awake. She went to sleep in, that, in her house that night. People said, are you crazy? You better run for safety. She said, no, I'm not running anywhere. He that keeps me and throughout that war, she was kept alive. The gift of faith does not do a miracle, but it receives a miracle. Next week, ah, Lord, I wish I could give you a scripture tonight, but my time is up. The gift of faith also receives the miracle of supernatural sustenance. Nigeria is hard right now. Let's not deceive ourselves. But for us, it will not be hard. We need the gift of faith in operation. You can have all your needs met. You can make money. Let me dash you a scripture. Psalm 37 verse 19. It says they will not be ashamed in the evil time. And even in famine, they shall be abundantly satisfied. KJV. In the New Living Translation, it says they will not be disgraced in hard times. Even in famine, they will have more than enough. How about that? In this economy, when God supplies more than enough, how about, do you like that? So confess this tonight. Say, Father, thank you in the name of Jesus. Because I will not be disgraced in these hard times. Even in famine, I will have. And I do have right now. I receive right now more than enough. In the name of Jesus. Stand on your feet, everybody. Have you been blessed tonight?